You've tuned into another Love Dimension. This is Samuel. What we're gonna cover today is why working with your thoughts is a crucial exercise if you want to improve your well-being. Your mental health and your whole life, and even your interactions with other people, will improve once you start working with your thoughts. Before I start explaining how to do this, I want to clarify what I mean and what my view is on thoughts. Because your thoughts are not what you think they are. You don't really think your thoughts. Some people like Sam Harris, for example, even argues that you don't think any of your thoughts. They simply arise and there is no free will behind what you think. I'm not sure how true that is. I certainly experience it like I am thinking. But I know from experience, you probably know too, that... To a certain degree, your thoughts are not entirely your own. Think about when you're at work, you're probably thinking about work. And then as you're heading home, you're taking a walk, you think about the weather, your surroundings, you might be thinking about the dinner you're about to have. It's actually really interesting, I was watching stand-up comedy the other day, and this comedian, Jimmy Carr, is well known for interacting with his audience a lot. And they will heckle, they will insult him. And then he'll insult them back and have this back and forth with them. And so this one guy in the audience, uh, near the end of the show, heckles. And as I've been watching him, I can almost expect what he's about to say. I've learned his humor by this point. And I hear the joke in my mind and I laugh at it. And I just wait for him to say it. But he doesn't say it. Now I'm thinking, why didn't he say it? It would have been so funny. But in reality, I heard the joke. I laughed at it. And I can move on. And so the idea is, watching his comedy for half an hour had a direct impact on the type of thoughts that was arising in my mind. Why is this important? You can think of it like food for your body. If you're into exercise and fitness, this is one of the first things they teach. Think about the amount and quality of the food you have. What your body is going to produce by the exercise that you do strongly correlates to the type of food you ingest. If you eat too much, and you, if you eat bad food, your body's gonna produce a lot of fat and store it. And so you wanna start trimming the fat from your body. Lowering your body fat to a healthy level makes it easier for you to be fit, to be healthy, to be productive, to stay sharp. And similarly, trimming the fat of your mind makes you more clear-headed, more alert, present, and you can just take better decisions. You can also think of your mind like a garden where you grow your trees and your fruits and flowers. But you also have weeds there. They're gonna take space and nourishment from the soil where you want to grow your trees and fruits and flowers. So as you start seeing weeds arise, you wanna weed them out, trim your garden, keep it neat, and then you wanna water the fruits and flowers and trees that you want to keep. Of course, you can do the same thing with your mind. It's so crucial that the Buddha noted this down as one of the eight cornerstones of Buddhism. It's one of the pillars of the Noble Eightfold Path. It's called right effort. And right effort means preventing the arising of negative mental states, stopping already arisen negative mental states, feeding already arisen positive mental states, and help producing 
positive mental states. You want to weed out and prevent negative mental states. You want to encourage and produce positive mental states. This is important because virtually any action, anything that you do, starts with a mental state, a mental action or volition, a thought that then turns into physical action or verbal action, which eventually leads to any consequences that come from that physical or verbal action. It starts with a mental action. So now that you understand what the thoughts are, how they're a product of your environment, we're going to get into how to solve this problem of not knowing what thoughts will arise next. If you want to take some sort of control over your thoughts, you start with meditation. And this is where meditation becomes more than just calming down or increasing your focus. You need a certain level of focus and stability in the present moment to be able to work with your thoughts. This is a prerequisite. So anything that you've been doing so far has been really, really helpful. So you sit down and you meditate and you pick an object of concentration. The breath, for example. You practice, as usual, to stay aware of the breath. And slowly, you can prolong the time that you're able to be aware of the breath. It starts with a few seconds, it becomes a minute, and it becomes an hour. And you can also expand your awareness to include more than just the breath. Sounds, sensations in the body, and even your thoughts. And so now that you have some distance between your thoughts, you see what type of thoughts arise. You don't only do this when you meditate. You do this anywhere, at any time. But now you start to see what type of thoughts arise depending on where you are, depending on what you eat, how much you sleep, what you've been doing this day. Even how your body is, your body language, your posture makes certain thoughts arise. And you start learning when and where good thoughts arise. You start learning when and where bad thoughts arise. And a bad thought, as you watch it arise, you simply let it be. You don't even have to push it. It will simply disappear. And this is the first step to working with your thoughts. I really hope that you can use this. I hope it made sense. You can look up right effort in Buddhism. This is preventing the arising of negative mental states and helping the arising of positive mental states. And you can get into it right now. And as usual, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening.